Chapter Thirteen of A Year's Prayer Meeting Talks. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Tasha Mapes. A Year's Prayer Meeting Talks by Lewis Albert Banks. Chapter Thirteen: How to Become More Truly Religious. Ephesians Chapter Six. Paul did not for a moment accept the medieval idea of what it takes to constitute a religious life. In his view, spirituality was not something unnatural, which required one to withdraw from the ordinary pleasures and labors of a healthy human life. In order to be religious, Paul did not understand that a man must cease to deal earnestly with the actual toil and social relations of the world children were to show their religion in the proper respect and reverence which they gave to their parents parents were to show the true religious spirit of their lives by the kindness and considerate thoughtfulness with which they dealt with their children employees were to show the sincerity and genuineness of their religious faith by the straightforward honesty of their work they were to regard their work as not done for their employer only but with reference to christ doing it not with eye-service as men-pleasers, but as the servants of Christ, doing the will of God from the heart, with good will doing service as to the Lord and not to men, knowing that whatsoever good thing any man doeth, the same shall he receive of the Lord, whether he be bond or free. The religion of employers is also clearly stated. It is to be revealed in the just and thoughtful consideration with which they deal with those who labor for them according to paul the truly religious employer will have his life largely influenced by the consciousness that he himself is only an employee in the vineyard of the lord and will treat his employees in the same spirit with which he desires to be treated by the divine husbandman paul then sets forth the condition upon which such a religious life can be maintained first of all there must be intelligence in the armor of the soul a man must stand firm because he is thoroughly entrenched in an intelligent faith in god his loins must be girt about with truth the whole nature must be held together by that strong girdle of truth and how soon a man begins to go to pieces when inflexible truth ceases to be a characteristic of his manhood truth is the girdle of the religious life cut that girdle and the strength soon goes then there must be the breastplate of righteousness Davy Crockett's old proverb, Be sure you're right and then go ahead, is founded upon this rock of eternal truth. A man dares to go ahead when he is sure he is right. If we wear the breastplate of righteousness, we can advance facing any foe. The shoes of peace go on easily and fit well when the breastplate of righteousness and the girdle of truth have already been tested. The shield of faith comes naturally in such a combination. Faith has its natural source in truth and righteousness. You can make a shield out of such faith to quench every fiery dart of the wicked one. The helmet of salvation comes easily to the head of the man whose heart is right, whose life is truthful, whose arm wears the shield of faith, and whose feet walk in shoes of peace. Such a character is prepared to wield the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. The Bible, while it helps to put on an armor like this, is also, on the other hand, only thoroughly understood and worthily used by the soul thus armored. There are passages that only the righteous man can understand. There are deeps that couch beneath in God's word, where only truthful eyes can see into the depths. 
there are clouds full of mercy where the eyes of faith alone can peer there are valleys full of the hush of the spirit where only feet moccasined with the gospel of peace can ever tread there are mysteries where the proudest intellect is blind unless the head be clothed upon with the helmet of salvation but a sword was made for service and the religious life is a life of service true spirituality is developed by earnest helpful service of the lord it is positive not negative it is not the sleep of the spirit nor the death of the spirit but the life of the spirit the spiritual man is a worker he is buoyed up in his toil by visions that he catches through the eye of faith he is strengthened against weariness by the consciousness that he is right his fellowship with jesus christ gives him joy and courage such a life of character and service is not only constantly fed but will continually express itself in worship hence paul says praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints these then are the great elements of a spiritual life worship service intelligent attitude toward god and man all resulting in character all these characteristics act on each other the bible inspires devotion worship inspires love for the bible both incite to helpfulness and service while all result in character on the christian plan a well-rounded religious life according to the christian idea must be the order and development of life with these characteristics it is a whole-souled healthy life in body mind and spirit the most truly religious man ought to get the most joy out of all the senses his taste for a good dinner his sense of enjoyment in the flowers his delight in social fellowship his joy in the mere sense of being alive ought to be all the keener because he stands out in the bright sunlight of god's day in the humble but happy assurances that the girdle of truth is about his loins the helmet of salvation is on his head the shield of faith is between him and the enemy and that his feet walk in ways of peace end of chapter thirteen